Welcome to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter, the number one podcast for the number one crowdfunding platform, Kickstarter. Now, here's your host, Richard Bliss. Welcome to the show. As the man said, I'm your host, Richard Bliss, and you're listening to episode 203. Did you see the news? Kickstarter just announced, as the time of this recording, a couple of new changes to how projects are accepted and submitted uh, on Kickstarter. First of all, they've got some simplified rules. So what does this mean? Well, you can go look at their blog or actually go visit Jamie Stegmeyer's blog at stillmeyergames.com. He does a great job of covering it. But basically, the new version of the rules say projects have to create something that you can share. That could be a party, that could, whatever, right? Projects must be honest and clearly presented, and they can't raise money for charities, offer financial services, or include a a prohibited item. But that means that it's kind of just open. Bath products and all kinds of other things that used to be prohibited are now available. But here's the one that's important to you, the launch now feature. What that is is the ability now... uh, Kickstarter, as you know, listening to the show and reading everything you have is has a curating process. You submit your project, somebody looks it over, thumbs up, thumbs down. Well, they've kind of automated that process now. You can still have somebody look at it if you'd like and give you some feedback. But now what happens is is that as you start to create your project, it is constantly being monitored and, and checked with all kinds of different points of validation so that when you do submit it, it will be, give you the ability to say, yes, you are ready to go right now. No more waiting. Just hit that launch button and off you go. I think that's going to be a nice change for a lot of people out there. There's been some yelling that this is going to increase fraud and um, it has some potential for there, but I think Kickstarter knows what they're doing and they appear to be doing a pretty good job. But after all, as uh, guys over at uh, Tom Vassell says, I'm the biggest cheerleader out there for Kickstarter. So I'm going to go ahead and say this is a good thing, and i like to see them open it up, the opportunity for a lot more people to be using Kickstarter. Okay, let's go talk to our guest. My guest today is someone I, uh, uh, who reached out to me. I reached out to them. We're not, not quite sure how that worked, but he had some interesting things going on, and I thought that you as my listeners would be very interested to hear exactly what he's doing. He's uh, probably in the same boat as a lot of you. You've got an idea, a project. And you're taking those next steps to put it out on Kickstarter. So I reached out to uh, to him to ask him to be on the show and to share us a, share a little bit of insights on the journey that he's gone through to get to this point as he's about to launch his Kickstarter campaign. My guest is Conrad Shaw, and I invite him to the show. He's a writer, actor, and now about to be filmmaker. Conrad, thanks for joining me. Uh, thank you. So you have this opportunity, this, this first project that you've got going here on Kickstarter. This is your first project, right? Uh, yes. So it's called, I think you said, Rolling with Virgil. Tell us a little bit about Rolling with Virgil. Rolling with Virgil is, uh, so it's a feature-length film. Uh, it's a very sort of unique concept uh, I came up with. I, I ran into this band, uh, it was a sort of an underground band playing in Central Park, and they were fantastic. And then long story short, I fell so in love with their music um, and the storytelling aspect of their music that I, uh, I wrote a screenplay to it. Um, and it's almost like a blend of silent film and music videos. It's a full-length, regular dramatic narrative, but uh, there's no dialogue. It's all set to the music. So when you say there's no dialogue, we're not talking like a, a musical where everybody sings the lines. Is that what we're no, talking about? No, it's, uh, it's, it's shot mostly without sound, 
and you hear the music playing over top. So you might see them talking to each other or whatever. There's no actual singing going on uh, by the characters. You, you'll see them talking with each other or doing the, the regular activities that they would be doing, but you hear the music over top, like a music video. Sure. Cool. So when you, I, when you approached this band with this idea, what was the reaction that you got? Well, I mean, part of my philosophy is I don't want to do sort of a, a halfway project, and I don't want to present a halfway project. Um, so I actually went home and I, I wrote up an outline and a first draft for a couple of months. Uh, and then I had so much invested, I finally found out where they were going to be playing again, and I went up to see them, <laughs> waited to the end of their set, and I said, excuse me, <laughs> um, can I please ask you a question? And and I, they they were nice enough to hang around and listen to what I had to say, and you know they uh, they were on board with the idea. So they were you a little tentative at first. But. Sure. So your idea was here's this film using their music to tell this uh, this story, and so then you, you off you went to go pursue this project. And I'm guessing based on our conversations, this is not something that you had really done before. No, this is something I hadn't done before in terms of a, a regular screenplay. I mean, I, I dabbled. But it was also something brand new that I had to sort of invent a new screenplay format, and I had to do a lot of new things um, to, to figure out this this uh, concept. So, here's one of the th reasons. Uh, this is one of the reasons that you and I are talking, uh, and one of the reasons I'm so passionate about this idea of crowdfunding, and particularly Kickstarters, because really there was what an opportunity. You're like, hey, why not? Right? Rather than why can't I? Well, why not? Right? The opportunity's exactly. there. Uh, the, the, the talents there. And so all of a sudden these things came together. So you decided that you're going to put this project out on Kickstarter, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, the way I see it, um, there's, you can always go looking for investors later. <laughs> right. And how it works. But um, usually the, to take a, on a but, project of this scope, you've got to go find some, some investment early on. Yeah, so I mean, part of it, part of my impetus is not only am I the the writer, I also want to be the actor, and it's my first project. And to be able to maintain creative control and have some sort of leverage in it, and not get bullied by anyone who might like my script and want me to just give it to them for whatever reason, I want to have some of my own leverage coming in. And also, the more that can be sort of crowdfunded, donated, the more I could share with the other artists. Um, if the movie made a product, a profit. So the that's pro all very interesting. And, and this really is part of this collaborative experience with using a crowdfunding site like Kickstarter. It's, it's not like you're walked in and says, okay, I'm the boss because I got all the money and here's, what we're, here's how we're going to do it. And you get paid and you get paid. Instead, it sounds like you've gone to the band and you've gone to other resources and said, look, we're kind of all in this together. Mm -hmm. And so here you go. Now you're going to go to the crowd. You're going to go to Kickstarter and say – I have got this passion, this dream, this idea. I found this band. Can we can we do this together? Let's talk about that journey a little bit, of because you haven't done a Kickstarter before, so this is kind of your first time to go do that. You have backed a couple of projects, though, right? Yeah, I backed I backed some projects by friends. I'm getting I'm getting more into it, looking into different things. Some uh, Kickstarter is finding out is a pretty cool uh, platform. So, what are some of the things that have kind of caught you by surprise, or that you've found that you have found useful? Because as people are listening to the show, 
Some of them are familiar with Kickstarter. Some of them aren't. Some of them are wanting to do films and are wondering kind of how do you start? Not that you're the expert, but you certainly have taken a few steps down that path that maybe they want to take as well. What insights can you provide at this point? Well, one thing I found is it's definitely not a get-rich-quick scheme in the terms of how it's easy money. You know, it's it's a lot of work, um, especially if you're asking for a large target like like I am for the movie. I mean, I've had advice from people who you know did two or three thousand dollar Kickstarters, and it's it's always you know advice is always helpful, but it's um that's at the level where it's like a lot of people they get halfway there and then their 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 father or something bails out the rest of the Kickstarter at at a level of like seventy thousand dollars or lots of money you really need it to go viral. You really need a large public opinion in favor of your project. Um, so I've I've pushed back my start date a few times, and I've been hitting it from every angle possible, from passing out flyers in the streets to I hired a PR firm. I've actually invested some money. Um, uh, a couple PR firms, actually, that have different functions that I've been working with that are... Uh, Right now, supposedly starting to kick in. We'll see. Supposedly, we'll we'll, we'll see. But you you've also pursued something rather unique that's out there that you uh, you've participated in, which is one of the things I wanted to talk about. And this idea of called thunderclap. What is mm-hmm. thunderclap? So it's a fairly new thing uh, to me. Um, but someone I remembered a little while ago, someone had sent me one of these things, and it's a way to promote an idea through what they call crowd speaking. Um, so the idea is. You get a lot of people to sign on, and it, it um, basically they're giving permission for your message to be posted on their Facebook or Twitter page all at one time and date, all at the same time. So yep. if you get 100 people, 200 people, they'll all post your message at the same time. So, yeah, I guess what's clarification here is, is that it's not ongoing posts or ongoing access. It's this one time, everybody at once. Exactly. It's just one blast. So it's, it's, it's very little trouble or pain. It takes a few clicks for anyone who wants to be participate, to participate. Um, and if you time it right, the idea is it floods the market with this idea so that a lot of eyes see it all at once. So tell me, so tell me how it works. So I'm out on Thunderclap right now. I'm looking at your uh, project, Rolling with Virgil, the film, and thunderclap.it. So thunderclap it. It's how they kind of went with that. It's not Italian. It's thunderclap it. And mm-hmm. I see your project. I see numbers that look like crowdfunding, but uh, so supporters, social reach, time left. So what is it? What do you have to do to define? How, how did that work? What is, what is it you're setting up? So you have, you have to hit a target for this thing to go into effect. Um, so you choose at the beginning how big of a target you want to try to hit, depending on the size of your campaign or whatever. Um, and say, for example, you can say, I want to try to get 500 people to spread my message at the same time. So you make your target 500 supporters. Um, and, and if you don't hit, if you don't get 500 people to sign up and by your deadline, then nothing happens. You, it, and this deadline you set up, is that when the thunderclap happens is the, on the deadline? Uh, I need to look into that more, I guess. I, I, for mine, it is for mine. Or you, no, actually, yeah. You set up a deadline. It might be on midnight of the day before, or something like that. Okay. But basically, my deadline is the day of my Kickstarter launch, and my, the time it's going to post, you can pick. I set it for you know around seven p.m. on the day, 
because that's a, a popular time to post, a popular time when people will see it statistically. Right. And so you're using this thunderclap then, so this crowd speak to promote and basically launch your crowdfunding project, which is basically to fund this this small uh, collaboration between these artists to put this together. This is kind of this kind of cool. It's about as collaborative as it gets. <laughs> it's a, it is. It's about as collaborative as it gets. And and this thunderclap thing. You said that you've participated in one before. How did how did that happen? Well, it was a random project when I was starting to get into Twitter, I guess, to, for this very same purpose. Someone sent me a message that said, what's a thunderclap? You want to check out mine? And I guess I just clicked on it. And I, I read it enough to see this is really easy and painless for me. Why not help this guy? And so I just did it. And slightly paranoid that he would come back and I would start getting spammed. But none. It, all it was was the one time. It um, it posted from my page. So in your case, because uh, because you can do it on Tumblr, Facebook, and Twitter, and so just mm -hmm. did you get to pick the message, or did they pick pick them? How does that work? So from my from what I can tell is you pick a message, um, but when they sign on, they're allowed to tweak the message, I believe. Okay. Um, but uh, basically, you pick the message, and what most people do is they'll just accept it, and they can either posted on their Facebook or their Twitter or their Tumblr or some combination. They can do more than one. Is there any money involved? No money. Interesting. That's the, that's the thing. It's, you wanna, I, I think that's the selling point of this. And when what's working best when I try to get people to do it is I, I just make it sound as easy and simple as possible and make sure they know I'm not asking for money. Right. <laughs> They're not asking for money. In this case, you're just simply asking a fan who maybe isn't in a position to significantly contribute to your campaign to simply share one time access to their network to tell your message. Mm -hmm. So in, rolling in this with, case, yeah, sorry. No, no, go in ahead. In this case, your, your biggest, uh, your biggest assets aren't the people with the most money. It's the people with the biggest social network. Or, one of them to agree. And it also gives you an idea, I guess, as you set this up of your ability to reach out to a crowd, it kind of gives you your own, barometer of how influential your crowd is, uh, right? Because mm -hmm. you're saying, okay, I need 100 people or I need 50 people or 500 people. And if, it, and if you have troubles raising that many people to help you out with that, then maybe there might be a challenge with the funding as well. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a learning process. And it's a, just like the rest of the process of crowdfunding, you find out very quickly how difficult it is to get someone to have the attention span to read and participate. It, so is, it, it, is, it is hard. Yeah, good luck with that, right? And you've been working on this one for a while. How long have you been promoting the upcoming campaign, uh, your Kickstarter campaign? Because I know that you've, you've done something interesting. You've made your preview link available out on your website. Yeah, uh, I, want, I want people to check it out because I'm, I'm, I'm sort of proud of my video I put there. I want comments and like, if people have ideas of things they want to see on there. Um, I haven't actually promoted checking out the preview too much yet, but I've gotten a, a couple of comments and because um, I've been a little focused on other things. But you seem to have done well. How long have you been on Twitter? Uh, Twitter, maybe a month. It's been like a full time, a full time job though. Like just and and the PR firm that I started that started working with me two weeks ago has helped a lot. Just just uh, last night, my. Uh, the number of people I was following dropped below the number of people following me. So that awesome. That's a great feeling to have when you finally cross. You know, it's not like it's like being upside down on your mortgage. It's just like, yeah, hey, 
We're in the we're in the positive. Well, that's great. As we wrap up here in the last few minutes, any pieces of advice that you want to pass on to somebody who maybe finds themselves in a similar situation and they've got an idea? Well, okay. So one one of the big parts of my strategy, I think that I'm starting to implement now that it's already had some returns, is uh, what I, what I'm finding out is people don't just want to get behind an idea a lot of the time they'll get behind the person behind an idea and for me being not a promotional person it was very difficult for me to let go of my my need to try to be humble about myself but uh, what I've started doing is blogging on my website content um, to let people get a sense of my personality and while it's painful to put some of that stuff up there sure it does get a good response and it's actually something that I can see a lot of people on Twitter or Facebook maybe linking to and sharing rather than just saying, hey, this is my project. They say, hey, this is this cool thing I read and it happens to be attached to this project. So how can so, so, so the blog is rollingwithvirgil.com and then just there's a blog link up there, right? There's a blog link, or yeah. And then you've put your preview to your Kickstarter down there. I'm just looking here. That's why I've turned away just from the mic just for a second as I'm looking. You've got your, your blog. Mm-hmm. And it's given you, and I'm taking here. Yeah, you've given an opportunity for people to get to know you a little bit. Blogging is not e- well. None of this stuff that you're doing, uh, Conrad, is easy, right? The Twitter, the blogging, the you. You really, I guess, one thing that you're sharing here is that you really do have to put yourself out there, don't you? Uh, it's full time, and you really put yourself out there and put a lot of hours in. You put in a lot yeah. of hours. So. People can find the project on your website, Rolling with Virgil. It launches May 28th. It is a, a film, this kind of this musical, what did you call it? Not a musical. It's uh, a, I invented a genre for it, actually. I call it a music film. A music <laughs> film. And uh, they can find information there, if they, and they can follow you, Roll with Virgil, on Twitter. And they can find you at thunderclap.it, and then just type in Rolling with Virgil, right? Sure, yeah. So I certainly appreciate you taking a few minutes to share us with this your project. Uh, we'll certainly be interested to watch how it goes, and uh, maybe come back and visit afterwards, um, you know, sometime in the month of June to see uh, just kind of how it went, uh, lessons learned, and and uh, how things go. Because I know it'll be interesting to, to people. Conrad, thank you so much for joining us on the show. Thank you. You've been listening to Funding the Dream on Kickstarter. My guest has been. Uh, Conrad Shaw, who is using Kickstarter to launch a film, but he's using crowd, crowd, Conrad, what'd you call it? Uh, Crowd speaking, crowd speaking to launch uh, some awareness. So if you're interested, thunderclap.it is where you can go find that. Rolling with Virgil is where you can find his website, blog, Twitter handle, and the upcoming project. I think this has been inspiring because there's, it's so cool to see this ecosystem building up, and I appreciate you listening. Hopefully you've heard something help, helpful and useful. Go take a look and check out uh, Conrad's content so that we can help him fund his dream. Thanks for listening. Take care. <laughs>